What's up, my friends? It's Matt Prince here, the Five Dimensional Strength Coach. Welcome back for another episode of the Matt Prince Podcast. Today's topic is this, fix your shit knees. All right, so knee pain is a huge, 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 huge issue that a lot of people get from a variety of reason, uh, sports and reasons and um, you know occurrences that happen. And it could be anywhere from like, somebody with a sore knee after running and they might have like a little bit of IT band tightness to meniscus tears to weak hamstrings to overpowering quads which would again be like weak hamstrings it could be like a, a tear in the ACL it could be you know meniscus stuff going on it could be absolutely a number of things medial ligaments heaps of shit right now I personally I've, I've got uh, over year over the years I've done some things uh, tore some meniscus in my knee years ago when I was doing jiu-jitsu like I'm talking I'm talking uh, probably 2000 and maybe 2011 12 um, did some meniscus damage in my left knee I think it was that long ago and my knee basically kept catching I don't have any problems didn't get any surgery it's all good I'm all good with meniscus now I've got a I've had this medial strain I strained my medial ligament I got a leg kick that uh, strained it and I don't know I haven't had it MRI or anything like that it's still sore it still hurts but it only hurts when I do certain things aka running that hurts um, and I just have to be careful because I don't want to hurt it more but there's those sorts of things that can go on now there's people in the gym uh, guys like Dre he's got no ACL currently basically he's fucked um, or he's got a, a pretty pretty decent tear in that in that sucker and needs to get surgery and he, he did that doing jiu-jitsu there's Matty uh, one of the boys he's got uh, I think he's he's got PCL, MCL, and ACL all all torn, meniscus shit going on, and um, you know it's just a big yuck mess in there for him, and he's got to get some surgery happening. Um, and he did that motorbike riding, came off his motorbike. Uh, there's guys like Fogarty who who did uh, an ultra um, and and smacked it ultra, and then he, he smashed a Great Ocean Road Marathon, um, and his knees are basically shot. Uh, one of them are really really sore and. Uh, diagnosis on that originally it was IT band um, issues um, but it's still sore for him so he's, he's getting more work done um, but yeah there's so many things that can happen right you can get patella tendonitis that's the thing that people get and that, that could be what say a guy like Jared's got from the, the running side of things I'm, we're not sure but like it's, it's sort of out of my scope to diagnose that but what, what a common thing is with knee injuries is, is the first thing that people say is like stop squatting or, or you know, squatting's bad for your knees, or you know, you got to stop doing things, right? It's not the truth. There's a knee is one joint in your body out of a million freaking joints. Like there's so many things in your body that you can do. So training, stopping training, isn't the answer, right? There's other things you can do that are productive. One to help the knee, and two to also um, build up your cardio fitness still. So when you return back to the sport that you want to do, you're going to be okay, right? You're going to be in shape. And this goes to any injury, right? But in particular need today so let's say you, you need to keep cardio up but your knees shot what can you do uh, a lot of people will find uh, if it's an impact based thing if running hurts it fine riding can be okay swimming can be okay boxing can be okay um, you know ski ergs battle ropes that sort of stuff like doing circuits with uh, with things like kettlebells and you know body weight work and, and weights and things like that that can that can be really really good so there's heaps of stuff you can do now when we start to look at that just from a conditioning point of view, when you go back into that into the sport that you want to do, the thing you wanted to do, once the knee is healed or once the pain's gone, you now have a massive base 
where you've actually improved other areas that you may have been avoiding pre-injury. Okay, so your strength might be up, your core strength will definitely be up, your glutes and hamstrings should be up, uh, your cardio in terms of like a lactic endurance, like so the, the, the lactic acid based work, that should be up. There's a heap of things that will be going on and, and you will improve there. Now, in terms of other things, like with strength, what can you do if you've got, say, like a sore knee, right? A lot of things, um, sometimes squatting will hurt it, sometimes it won't. Uh, for a lot of people, I find that it doesn't, but some people it does. I'm not going to say everybody it doesn't, but what I've found or what I've had really, really, really good success with is box squats. So usually the reason the knee will hurt in a squat is if there is a massive shin angle, okay? So the angle of the shin is pointing forwards. So think of if you get both of your feet together and you do a really deep squat, your knees will be really far over your toes. Now, this isn't bad for your knees, right, inherently, but if you have bad knees, it can hurt your knees, right? So find straightening up that shin angle and making it more like a deadlift position shin angle where it's vertical, um, that can that can be a really good thing and, and it can allow people to squat, still build up, because when that shin angle is more vertical too, it'll build your hamstrings, your glutes, your lower back, all of the muscles that you need anyway to help, help take pressure off the quad and the front section, you'll find that it builds up that, so it's actually going to help if anything. So you, you get that from doing box squats. Box squats are really, really good. Um, Sumo-based work, um, you know, whether it's deadlift or squatting, um, that can that can get that position. Uh, doing things like uh, uh, like even step ups and lunges, where you're making sure that that shin angle's there. You can a lot of people can get some good success in there if it feels okay. So there's some really, really good exercises, and I've seen people like with their dodgy knees, like lift heaps. Right, I wouldn't trust it in a squat. I wouldn't recommend going really heavy in a in a squat if your knees don't feel stable, like ACLs and stuff. But you can. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not your parents. I'm not saying you know to do this and don't do that. I never really recommend it. I recommend more like quality and speed work. So you might be working in that like speed strength type rep range where it's like 75 to 85 percent, like in that in that bracket somewhere, rather than going out to like a strength speed where it's like a maximum effort work um, I wouldn't really recommend that although people do right I'm not I'm not here to say you know people don't there is guys that will do it and have a crack at it and they don't have any issues from it but just just keep that in, that in mind that I never sort of say hey I recommend you to max out a spot I, I, I don't but deadlifts there's been heaps of times where I've said hey bro let's go for it let's have a crack tonight see what you can do now Matty Mitchell like after he blew his knee up he uh, he came back and he deadlifted over 200 kilos, like within, because we're doing a lot of a lot of work, like like I'm saying, like belt squats, box squats, um, you know, building up the hamstrings and the glutes, doing like a lot of hamstring curls to build up the tendons behind the knees, high reps with bands. We did all that stuff, bridging and all that, all the stuff that you do to get the glutes and how many's better. We did heaps of that. And he came back and he hit a deadlift PB on the trap bar. He hit over, I think it was 205 or 200 that he hit. And no issue at all. It was absolutely fine. And he was actually stronger for it. So it was really, really good to see. And just the other night, again, I didn't recommend him to do this, but he, he did some, some short runs, right, in, in one of the wads that we were hitting. So I thought that was really, really cool. And um, the reason this podcast came about was because Jake's seen that and knew that his knee was shot out. And he has one of his, his ladies that has some meniscus things going on. He was asking me what to do, right? And I said to him, the exact same stuff I'm saying to you. We're going to recap it for you guys. And that's what today's podcast is, is purely about. Is, right, shin angle is important, right? 
All right, I'm back. I just had a call from my wifey telling me that she has lunch for me. She is beautiful. She's amazing. So I'm going to try and kick off where I think I was because um, I don't know how to edit podcasts. Uh, I'm not a, not a podcast editor. I just shoot them and give them to you. And usually I just do it all in one hit without uh, doing double takes like a lot of people do. I'm just talking, talking freely off my, um, in, into my little microphone. Anyway, so we've got the, the box squat. So shin angle is important. So that's one thing. Hamstring strength, both upper hamstring, lower hamstring around the knee is very, very important. So doing a lot of like, I, I, I always recommend banded hamstring curls for high, high reps. So you're building tendon, um, tendon strength. You're doing heaps of them, right? You're not just doing 10 and stopping. You're doing like 100, right? And you're doing them fast. You're doing them with good form, with quality, but it's, um, it's, it's repetition. You're doing a heap of work through there. You're trying to pump a lot of blood behind the knee. That's a, that's a really good place to start. And then you've got the, the upper hamstring where we're looking at movements like, uh, uh, sorry, with that, that knee bend, just as we get back to it, one of the tests that a lot of people have linked to um, basically ACL prevention has been Nordic hamstring curls, which is similar to a glute ham raise um, where you, you, you lock your feet on the floor, your knees are on a, like a pad or the ground, and you've got a band if you need it, and you basically lower yourself um, just from your hamstrings, keeping your body locked, you lower yourself out, and then if you can, you can bring yourself back up. But a lot of people just do the eccentrics. A lot of people have linked that to not having ACL tears. Like there's been a lot of people that have came out and said, "Hey, this doing these is like the ultimate ACL prevention." So building up the strength behind the knee is important for sport, um, for things like powerlifting and strongman. Not so much, but I'd still recommend getting some work in behind the knees just because it's good for your, your tendons and, and the health there. But if you're a runner, definitely you have to be looking at, or you're, you're an athlete in any way, do stuff behind the knee and, um, and focus on that area. So you're doing like knee, knee flexion rather than thinking of just doing the hip work um, and like the, the stuff I'm about to talk about now. So the upper hamstring, this is, this is where you can get a lot stronger and, and make a huge impact on, on your performance. Building up your glutes, hamstrings, while back. All right. Exercise like kettlebell swings, exercise like deadlifts, um, Romanian deadlifts, trap bar deadlifts, sumo deadlifts, um, box squatting would fit into this category. Um, you've got good mornings, you've got single leg work on there, so this is like the next level if you've, if you've progressed past that. You can do single leg Romanians, single leg, um, you know, good mornings, things, things of that nature can be really, really good because um, you're loading the top half, like the top part of your hamstring, you're loading your glutes a lot and you're also getting a, a lot of work through your lower back. So all of these muscles are key. Like everyone needs a stronger back. Everyone needs stronger glutes. They've proven that, you know, the, the most powerful and explosive athletes have really, really strong hips. Like it's just it's that in a lot of different sports. Um, if, you, if you look at, say, football, for example, you look at guys like Gary Ablett, Chris Judd, um, Ben Cousins when he was playing, uh, you know, before he went off the rails. Um, it's really, really strong through the hips. Like, people struggle to tackle them down, and that's what makes them elite. Like, I'm a Geelong guy. You've got Patrick Dangerfield. You've got Joel Selwood. These guys don't really go to ground that often. They're animals, and that's just all around that glute and hip flexor, you know, hamstring, well, back area, they're strong, right? People say it's the core. It's not the core, right? You can call it the core because it's like, if you think of, I think of the core as in between like the, um, the, the top half of your leg and your, your chest, basically, if you think about the core in that aspect, yeah, it's your core, but if you just think about it abs, it's not, it's not abs. There's a lot of people with strong abs that have weak hips, right? And they can't develop force through the hips. So hips are important, right? And uh, that's some really good things you can do that are productive strength and you'll, you'll really progress. One of the things that a lot of people say is doing leg extensions, okay? Leg extensions for knee health. 
I am not a big believer of this. They, they say it builds up the cause. I don't really like it. Um, I, I find uh, a lot of people don't get that much out of leg extensions. Um, and I, I feel like the quads get enough work when they're doing things like the box squats and things like that. But one thing I will say is if you want to do an exercise that's super productive and hits a lot of, it's like, like a lot of bang for buck, is sled drags and sled pushes. That'll get the quads. Some people that have bad knees can't push sleds, but they can usually pull them. And if you think about the, the mechanics of pulling a sled, a heavy sled slowly, like step by step, it's the same as the concentric, so just the up part of a leg extension. All right, and you don't have the force coming down, so you're not getting the, the, the you're not going to get the same soreness that you'll get from leg extensions, but you'll, you'll get a lot of the quality work through the muscle and through that around that joint um, from the concentric aspect, which is really really good for strengthening that area. So, sled dragging, sled pushing, pulling, all of that sort of stuff, very very good, very very uh, productive work if you can handle it. But uh, again, like some people can't handle the like the low prowler because it's just too much of a flexion of the knee, like I was talking about with deep squatting. So you you might want to look at the the dragging where your shins still stay into that principle of the shin stay more vertical, and it's more of an extension through the knee. So there's some things to play with. Now, guys, you've got all of the upper body. You just keep training as normal. Smash it. Maybe don't pull your legs so far back in your bench pressing, but everything else sort of applies. Like you don't really need to change any of that stuff. Um, if, if anything, you can do more of it. If, you, if you're worried about the losing strength or volume and you want to work on something different, do more of it. In terms of core, train the core. Always train your core. You always want to have core, strong core and lower back. And again, I'm talking about everything from like knee through to chest, train it all as one. So you might be looking at things like planking, side planking, carries, um, you know, all your uh, all, all things like your leg raises and stuff, things that connect them, you know, ab wheel rollouts. We use these exercises a lot and it's never just like, I never really recommend unless you're doing it for rehab purposes or for a specific reason, it's doing like roll-ups or just sit-ups or, or whatever. Like there's just some things to, to consider. Again, I've been interrupted. I just ran into my mum as she was on the side of the road. So I am sorry about these guys. This is rare. I don't usually get phone calls and see this many people because I don't, you know, <laughs> I just don't. Anyway, back into it. So when you're thinking about looking at, yeah, what, what can you do if, you, if you've got a dodgy knee, take all of the stuff that I've talked about and apply it, right? Do it and do it strategically. Like, be smart, make sure you're doing your mobility work that you need to be doing, your rehab stuff that you need to be doing, the stuff that you know your, your, your osteo or your physio is recommending you to do, do that stuff. But also keep in mind, like if they say don't ever like do deadlifts or don't ever do squatting or don't ever do you know, sledding or whatever, make sure you question it and ask why. Like there's a fundamental thing that people don't do and when they get injured, you know, a doctor who is an expert in medicine will often recommend rest for eight weeks, right? What the fuck does that mean? Right? I'm super, uh, super offended when I get this, this, not offended, offended is the wrong word, I get super frustrated, it's probably a better word, when people tell me like, hey, I've got a sore knee, I've got a sore shoulder, the doctor said I've got to rest for eight weeks or 10 weeks to let it heal. I'm like, dude, that is the worst thing that you can possibly do for any injury for starters but it's also a bullshit thing like it's one area of your body that you cannot work at 100% and you need to strategically do some other things do the other things really really well and do them hard but also like do the stuff around it that you can handle right get better 
I've seen so many results with people who have had an injury and they, they bounce back stronger, bigger, faster, better, even you know, if they've gone against, uh, against the doctor's orders and, and decided not to rest for that eight weeks. They've decided, hey, look, I'm just going to be smart and take it on myself to, to be strategic with what I do. And I'll listen to Matt and Chaz and, and the team and you know, tell Jake, Jack, like, we'll listen to them and they'll get us through. It's, it's possible, guys. And I'd highly recommend continually training all year round so you stay in good shape, stay strong, keep progressing, keep moving forward, and make sure that you know you, you're being the best, strongest, healthiest version of yourself. Anyway, that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope that helps out in some way. I hope you, you guys that have uh, some, some injuries get some confidence out of that. The same concepts and principles apply pretty much to any joint, um, but if you do have anything specifically, let me know and I'll do my best to help. Um, but yeah, beyond that, guys, I hope you all have a great day. I hope you're all working hard, training hard, and making sure you are doing the fucking work. All right, talk to you soon. Bye.